Okay, so it's podcast time again, and as usual, we are learning as we go. So in today's podcast, if you are watching on YouTube, I'll hopefully have placed the time codes in the description below for the specific subjects that we cover in today's chat. And as usual, if you didn't know, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, as well as Amazon, Samsung and Podchaser. And on YouTube, you can find an audio only version as well as the full video version. So today is a family affair. Four members of my family are cab drivers, five including me, my brother. I have two nephews that are cab drivers and my niece's husband is also a cab driver. So if you're one of those who thinks the taxi game is dead, ask yourself this simple question. Why do so many family members encourage other family members to do it? And it would be quite a cruel trick if the game was actually dead. So what's covered today? Well, as quick as I can, we're going to cover redlining, rank etiquette, Heathrow tags, station rank, surviving COVID, cabbie Twitter, vest season, the UCG up feed, and being young and doing the knowledge. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast. <laughs> Are you serious? No, you serious? <laughs> I don't wind up. <laughs> no, are you serious? Uh, actually, no, I'm questioning myself. So this is quite a special little podcast, really, because it's. I wanted it to be like a family podcast. It's a shame that Sam couldn't be here. But we're here with Nicky O'Connor, who's my nephew and the son of my sister, Teresa. We have John Osborne, who is married to my niece, Jodie, who's the daughter of my other sister, Sherry. So uh, welcome to you both to the Wizan podcast it's going to be quite nice uh john and nick have both been cab drivers for quite a while i'm not quite sure how long now i mean uh, nick how long have you been a cabbie now uh 11 and a half years now 11 and a half, half years yeah. yeah what about you john eight be eight in september okay yeah. so both years are you know coming up veterans um yeah not bad but when you think 11 and a half years ago to meet us still was 220 in terms of both when you both started the job was actually very good at that stage and you've both lived through the the downturn completely mm. and now we are coming to a new era when i started there was there was no uber halo wasn't around either mm-hmm. so i mean we had there was addison lee obviously they did a lot of the corporate stuff um but in terms of the taxi trade uber didn't exist Halo wasn't around yet. I think I had maybe a year, 18 months before Halo was available to drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously it's gone through many different phases over yeah. the last few years. Um, but yeah, it was it was very different. We It was entertaining back then, wasn't it? 11 years ago. It was a good job. You, you was happy when you passed out. Yeah. there was. It was certainly a, a lot easier to get around yeah. and to get to places. Um, yeah, it was... I mean, it's it's a great job now. It's it's got its ups and downs, the same as every job. Yeah, but you've um, lived through it. Yeah, yeah. But John, you you did. I think you lived through the bad times completely well, by working as a cab driver, whereas you had a. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Twenty fourteen, I passed out. I think September. Um, Uber had been around whilst I was studying the knowledge, yeah. and I just remember when I worked at Wizan over on the uh, Blackwood Tunnel area. Um, all the questions I ever got from so many students who were on 56, 28, was, is it worth it? Is it still worth it mm. anymore? And it, as much as I was being positive, I was being positive because I didn't want you people to. to give up. Not, no, not had to, because I didn't know I wasn't out myself mm. then. Um, when I passed out, to be honest with you, you say the bad times, a lot of drivers used to go to me, you know, you don't know what it used to be like. And I always used to think, well, there's no way of me measuring what it used to be like because I can only go by the here and now. And <clears throat> I've always been quite positive 
you know, I, I've loved the job from the offset. Yeah. I've never found it a chore going to work. I enjoy going to work. I've always made it work around my family, which is the beauty of it. You know, my son does a lot of football now, as you know. Um, I can change my shifts accordingly. Um, I mean, even during COVID, I found ways to get through it. You know, I've got private jobs. I was working hospitals. I was advertising on social media and getting jobs from it, the elderly where I live at yeah. in Essex and things like that. So I've always tried to make it work for me. Um, the biggest, I've always said that the biggest hindrance to black taxis is the traffic. If the traffic is there, people are fixated more with a meter because yeah. they're sitting in the back of a cab. You're not moving and they're seeing the meter tick. So for me, our biggest competitor is the traffic because that's yeah. what kills us. That's what can add to the fares. And it's quite, like, I used to find it very frustrating when people used to assume that you love sitting in traffic as a taxi driver. You know, a lot of the public think, oh, yeah, you love sitting in traffic, you're getting paid for doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, bums on seats. The more jobs you do, the more you earn. But we it's don't want to do nothing, science. do we? We'd no, rather, we rather be going Of course, somewhere. of course. So for me, like when people say you've gone through the bad times, I know what you mean in terms of Uber exploded onto the scene. Um, but <laughs> apart from the price, uh, the, the, the price cutting that they try to yeah. do, that they've tried to do, which is now coming back and biting them on the yeah. backside a little bit. Um, I think what they've done really is to a lot of people made us look better. Yeah, slowly, slowly. We've, slowly we're hanging surely, it, yeah. yeah. And I also think that um, I'm getting a lot of people jumping in now, young people. Yes. Who, who definitely are used to getting lifts home. Yes. They're not used to night buses anymore like we used to do. Mm. They're not used to getting on the late train home. They're used to being taken home by a minicab or yeah. Uber, whatever it is. But now a lot of their drivers have left their industry during COVID and their prices have gone up. A lot of the youngsters are jumping in with us late. And, and yeah, so they've created a new market for a us. A little bit. I, I genuinely believe that. No, I, I've heard that from somebody else, I, so I'm going to say it's getting to be that way. People, people are jumping in, like youngsters, students around Shoreditch, for example, at yeah. 11 at night, and they're giving me a postcode. That, to me, tells me straight away ah, yeah. that they don't know that just give me the road and I know where it is, generally, yeah. or something. They jump in and go, E8, da-da-da-da, and I'm like, mate, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and they're like looking at me, how would you mean you don't know what it is? I say, I don't use postcodes. I don't have a sat-nav. <laughs> so you have to give me the street name or at least a train station that's near or something like yeah. that, you know? So I understand the negativity from people, but I can only go by the time I've been out and, you know, yeah, but I, you, I enjoy it. You've you survived the COVID years. Yeah. Um, the Uber thing, I remember that happening. We was there together in the school when that mm. was happening. And I remember people coming in who were foreseeing it, minicab drivers, and they were very doom and gloom about us and happy about themselves, kind of rubbing their hands. They go, this game's all over. Uber's going to be da-da-da-da. Um, and now I think it's, that part's gone. That's For me, they were always just another version of minicabs setting up, and um, they never really took our market, which is very interesting that we've now touched upon the fact that they have become used to driving around these different people that are now becoming a new market share for us, which is great. Um, Nick, you didn't work through COVID completely, didn't you? You actually, yeah, yeah, I was lucky enough up. that uh, a friend of mine offered me offered me a job through COVID, which uh, I went and went and done a little bit of work elsewhere. Obviously, still kept my cab on the road, and I was able to go to work when I wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, it it was a it was a nice change. Um, to go and do something different at that point i'd driven a cab full-time for close to nine years yeah um so to go and do something different for a little while was was good it was a, a nice change and to get out the cab um yeah and something that that john was saying about or you were saying about um the market and who we're picking up now my argument 
was always that Uber never really took our customers away from us. Our mm. customers were still there. Yes. If you're a black taxi user, you're a black taxi user. There's very few people that are going to be swayed into an Uber if they're used to using black taxis. Yeah. So, I mean, like you're saying now, we are getting more and more younger people that are used to just being driven home to their door. Yeah. They might have used Uber in the past and more than likely they've been ripped off at some point yeah. and had a surge price or something like that. And they think, well, I'm not going to do that again. I did recently wanted to go to Stratford. So I went on the free now app like I always do. And the cheapest out of all the options it threw up was the black cab. So if, and that in actual fact was kind of advertising for us because I'm visually seeing a price comparison and the price difference was about five, six quid. So it was like, well, that's, what's the enticement then? Yeah. Um, And obviously we all know they're operating under a massive, massive loss, which you can't keep doing. So they've got to try and turn a profit and they're going to just end up being very regular minicab company that's running around and people have got to pay a similar fare. And fair enough, these drivers deserve a a fair wage because it's ridiculously low as it's been. So the thing is, compared to, say, a year and a half ago to now, how's it looking? What, pre-COVID? Yeah. It's difficult for me to say because I'm busy. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm sure you have noticed that. It's busy. Are we getting a bigger piece of a smaller pie because there's less cabs on the road? Possibly. Possibly, yes. Yeah, so um, because I've never known queues at mainline stations during the day like I mm-hmm. have now. Right. Um, <clears throat> have people's habits changed? Are people coming in by British Rail but they're not happy to get on the underground because it's more you know, more farmed in, like farmyard yeah. animals. I think a lot of people are, you know, I'm picking up people out of Liverpool Street rank and dropping them pretty much, let's say, for example, by Chantry Lane Station, whereas before they could have jumped on the underground, just as an yeah. example. Um, so I think a lot of people's travel habits have changed as well. And I think a lot of people are reluctant to get on the tube, most definitely. Um, you think because of close proximity to I people? think so, because I had a lady in a cab the other day who worked in the theatre industry, and she was telling me, oh, I was great to see London booming, the restaurants, the bars, etc., etc." But then she alluded to the theatre industry and she said, yeah, we're doing okay. I said, really? You're not buzzing? I thought you'd be like, you know. Mm. She said, no, we're not. The theatres aren't like they used to be. She said, I think Andrew Lloyd Webber's last show, Cinderella, had to close early. Whether it's because it was poor or more down to the fact that it wasn't getting bums on seats. And she thinks it's because the theatres in London, again, are very antiquated, very close. Um, and she thinks people are still a little bit dubious about doing that. And that, that to me, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So people, too. People's habits have changed. People want space. Um, British Rail's generally are bigger trains, more space, windows open. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Above ground. Um, so are we getting a bigger piece of a smaller pie? Possibly. Um, I think people now just want to get home or just want to get where they want to be. Yeah. And as much as we have taken on a whole new sector of uh, a whole new target audience of customers to some degree, I think also what I noticed late at night is people are desperate to get home. Mm-hmm. And you will see people, if there's no cabs, they'll just try and get on the phone, whatever. They, people just want to get home now. And it's a shame that um, so many cabs and cab drivers have possibly disappeared out of the trade, which COVID... So there's multiple done. factors here, but mm. the, the, I think probably one of the biggest... I've never... Thinking about travelling to work in the West End now and I've got to go to work and be there for nine o'clock in the morning, mm. I, I would be really apprehensive of getting on a tube train and standing toe-to-toe with exactly. everybody. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Especially if especially if you're of a certain age, especially if mm. you've got um, maybe illnesses or asthma or you're one of the technically vulnerable people. Um, I had a call today at Freddie's watching my son play football. Um, the, guy, the guy that I brought in every day for two years... Um, 
they want me to find three other drivers to do work uh, for the tube strike days because they, yep. you know, so because I diversified somewhat, it's actually made me um, a lot more accessible to people that never used cabs before. Yeah. And because people's travel habits have changed, we're more accessible as well to them because they just want to get where they're going. You know, Euston Station at the minute, I, I kid you not, um, Wednesday, Wednesday, you know, late afternoon, the queue was all the way back to the Zebra Crossing constantly yeah. for about two hours. Yeah. And also the problem is we have such um, few ways into these mainline stations now that we can't service them quick enough either. That's a problem. Yeah. No, the accessibility into the stations is a problem. Getting mm. out of Euston, the way it's set up with, you've got the rank, uh, the way it exits the station, and you've got the traffic that's yeah. dropped off, exiting the station out of a single lane that it doesn't stay green for isn't very this, long. Isn't this temporary rank system? I believe so until the HS2 yeah. and everything's fully finished. But it's very rarely marshaled, especially at Euston. Did you know the old rank? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You knew the old rank. So could you see that coping with this volume of people? Yeah, yeah because that exit to the station flowed a lot easier. Right. Um, and especially where at the old rank underneath, it was two lanes eventually merged into one yeah so you could pull four or five cabs into that line that single line four or five people would jump in the next lot of cabs would come in they'd drive out yeah whereas the way the Euston station works now people queue they never queue to the front of the rank because of the way the railing's set the railing's set about yeah. three spaces back so there's never a cab on point at busy times you've always got a cab pulling up one person getting in and then joining the queue to get out uh, like I said, it's very rarely marshaled, so you're relying on drivers to marshal it themselves. Um, and the other day, I actually got out of the station yeah. and, and had to say to the to the customers on point, just walk down, because when you walk down, it allows six cabs to come yeah. forward. Yeah. You can pick up six fares, and they can go out, and things will start moving but, a bit quicker. But don't you find that frustrating? So, for example, at King's Cross, when there's a marshal... We use both lanes. But when there's no marshal, it's like the drivers have forgot the drivers, that there's a second yeah. lane. And we yeah. just and I always go into the right-hand oh, queue yeah. when I get there, and I get out and call them over. Yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong, but so many drivers just sit, and I'm just thinking, do you know, why it, don't you use your head a little yeah. bit? You know, It's like they're fearful of offending another driver. But when there's 200 people in a queue, just it, take it your doesn't pick. Really get, matter. Like, I mean, whatever no, job you get, yeah. you get. I mean, you, there's, you're not going to get to the front of the rank, and there's going to be a 100-pound job sitting there. Well, Those jobs coming out of Houston are going to be 15 pound jobs or, or 20 pound jobs yeah yeah so you know you get to the front of the rank get your job as quick as you can and get out of there you need, and these drivers are afraid of upsetting other drivers yeah. they're they're hanging back on the rank because he's behind a cab that's four cabs to the left of him <clears> so <throat> I, I can understand you know you, you do take a note at the reg of the cab don't they just pull up lines. i'd pull up to the front of my second column i'd get out my cab and stand by the cab and just wait for the cabs well, to gonna pull beside me that's my number yeah i mean if, if drivers are willing to do it, the, the best thing to do would be to, to get out and say, customer here, customer there, customer yeah, yeah. there, next customer You could become me. the marshal. Yeah, I, I could go, marshal. I'm yeah. there, f yeah. I'm but 10 cabs are, earlier than I should be. I can marshal for 10 cabs. Also, then what happens is, if you go in the left-hand lane at Euston and you're sitting there telling customers, no, no, you can't come to me, the look of confusion on yeah, their they face, they're like, yeah. why don't... So then they become a bit questioning what you're doing then they could start questioning, oh, is he, is this, like, you don't know, he's yeah. waiting for a big job. Yeah. You know, it's you need a little so, bit of forwardness. They yeah. just need marshals at these stations at peak hours. I don't know who pays them. I'm guessing... It's uh, Network Rail. Network Rail. Paddington works well. Paddington works well, but Paddington works well, in my opinion, because you've got a long distance between when you exit the rank to get out onto the main road. Yeah. Euston is shocking. 
Because you yeah. can only get two cabs out in the rank until you're at the lights at Euston. Yeah, especially if you've got the left and the right lane both trying to yeah. exit at the same time. He yeah. lets that cab go and then he pulls in and then the light's red and then you queue yeah. in again. I, I can't remember the last time I've ranked at St Pancras. Mm. I hate St Pancras. Ranking at St Pancras Station. I know it sounds terrible um, because there's probably customers waiting for yeah, me and yeah, others, yeah. but I genuinely, I, I detest going there. I detest trying to exit there. The, the traffic out onto Euston Road out yeah. of there is shocking. Yeah. I mean, it used to be four lanes coming out Yeah. Uh, what's it now then? Two. Is one, right? Two one lanes, left. Because of the bike lane. Yeah, so you know, that, that flow, it's getting yeah. people around and you could be on seven quid before yeah. you get it's onto the road. Oh. You know, you do pick you, someone up at St Pancras. You know, yeah. people probably think I'm mad, but the amount of times I've restarted my meter before just, I, I understand through, that through, through sheer embarrassment of <laughs> it's cost me a fiver to get out of Houston Station. I genuinely people probably think, What he's mad, but genuinely, because my mindset is if a customer has one bad experience with a cab driver or has out. one fare where it's ludicrously expensive or they look at that meter and haven't been to Euston Road yet. I know it's not the driver's fault. I get that. But although we're all self-employed and we're all individual, people put us under the same umbrella. Yes. Yeah. If they have one bad experience price-wise or whatever it may yeah. be, they will go, all black cabs are. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you'd be surprised. I think a lot of cabbies would yeah, do exactly the same. I I, I've done the same many times. Anytime you uh, feel that that, just didn't work the way I wanted it to work. And anytime you get locked into somewhere, it's just horrendous. Yeah. 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 Um, I think so you have to be flexible when it comes to, you know, we all, we're all out there to, to earn money uh, and take money home to our families. But at the same time, if it's for the sake of knocking two quid off of a fare to make the customer happy, that then reflects the yes. trade in general very well. Yeah. Uh, I think it just comes down to, to, to basic etiquette. You but know. this this was always the point back in the day is we could afford to do it. Yeah. We could afford – when the money is good and we're okay what we're earning, we can afford to put something in it. But when you get desperate times and you suddenly think that extra £5, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I imagine during COVID that the people were just trying to take everything they could, every single yeah. penny out of the game yeah. they could. Yeah, but again, that comes down to flexibility. So for me, again, during COVID, I generally did everything on a fixed fare. Anyone that contacted me on my Facebook yeah. uh, of local areas where I lived or Twitters and things – um, everything was fixed there because why wouldn't I? Um, like you said, it would have been a case of me going into work and scratching around. So, yeah, yeah. so the private jobs got me through a hole. It made the customer happy that I was there to offer mm -hmm. uh, that service and they were used to being in a black cab again. You'd done well during COVID. Yeah, I did. I had two jobs every day. I had um, Romford to Liverpool Street and then I'd go out to um, Harrow Road, West 2 area, and bring another of his colleagues back to Liverpool Street, and then I'd pick them up in the afternoon and take them back home again. How much of that was luck or your own ingenuity? It was through advertising through Facebook, uh, wow. local Romford Facebook groups, you know, yeah. which my Mrs. Jody sort of, she'll take claim for suggesting it, but yeah, it was a great idea. And then out of that, I got elderly people to hospitals. Uh, I got a young So man. It, it springboarded you to have Yeah, it? massively. Um, I just had a guy who had a lung transplant. Every other day, every other week into, uh, into Royal London Hospital, I was taking elderly people's pets to the vet because they were shielding. So their, vet, their dog had to go to a vet. They bring it out in a little cage, leave it on the doorstep, I'll take it to the vet, bring it back. <laughs> so things like that, which I would never dream of doing now, although I probably would, because if somebody approached me and said, do you want to do this? I think it's, I don't want to sound dramatic, but I think we are such an important, integral part of London. Yes. And I don't care what people say when they go, what, like a telephone box, you know, which are no longer really existing apart from photographs. We're more than that. We are a part of London's fabric. We are tradition. We are history. But we're also an important part going forward because the more we do for the customers is the more we keep the trade 
in the good light. Yes. And I've always found that tourists seem to appreciate us far more than born and bred Londoners yeah. in, the, in the main. Not always. Americans absolutely love us because they know what their service is like in New York with the yeah, cabs. Yeah. They but compare us. That's why Uber done so well in the US is because the cab service mm. was never very good to begin with. Yes, and the same in Turkey. I got told the same. But although they got banned in Turkey because uh, it can be more like the French militant reaction yeah. to it. But in Turkey, I was speaking to all my friends uh, about why they would use Uber. They could see who the driver was, which mm. they couldn't anywhere else. They could see the fare was going to be... Um, Google mapped and whatever it was and the, the yellow taxis which I've never been ripped off by in the yellow taxis because I've only done journeys which I knew the journey from but <coughs> lots and lots of people have had problems with the taxis so it is um, you can start to understand why in other countries there is success uh, which is quite scary for us that we we kind of had to battle that ourselves I do think that our attitude uh, driver attitude everything had to come up had to raise their game. There used to be yeah, thingy. definitely. Because we had, because we had, um, you know, when I first started driving, like I was saying, there wasn't an Uber. Drivers took that for granted. Yes. How many so, fares are still refusing fares, but they would have been refusing fares more so. Yeah, then. yeah, definitely, definitely. And then when Uber became popular, it, it didn't matter what the fare was, you were doing it because you just wanted the job yeah. at that point. Um, but I think some of it, some of Uber's popularity was probably down to the taxi trade to to some point yeah uh, to some degree because we gave them a lot of free publicity unnecessarily yes um and have you heard of the streisand effect so years ago there was a a, a coastal erosion survey that someone was doing uh, and they took a picture accidentally uh, from a helicopter or something of barbara streisand's house and no one knew it was her house and the uh, erosion survey got posted online. It had very, very few views, maybe less than 10 or 20 views online until Barbara Streisand said, that's my house. And what then all of it? a sudden, the views, the clicks went through the roof and she took the person to court and no one knew it was her house until she came out and said, yeah. that's my house. And it's a similar sort of thing with regard to Uber. It was in London and it was being publicised and people were getting in Ubers. But then the taxi trade came came about and said, you've got to do something about this Uber situation. And we gave them a lot of free publicity mm -hmm. unnecessarily. If we'd have just kept our heads down and... Concentrated on our own job. and Exactly that. Concentrated on what we were doing mm -hmm. and maybe smartened up a little bit and were, were you know willing to be a little bit more flexible on fares if something didn't work out correctly... We might have uh, weathered the storm a bit better. Definitely would have. I, I, I yeah. absolutely think we would I have. Mean, there is that, and I, and, I, and I understand what you're saying. I don't disagree. But I do understand people's frustrations, drivers' frustrations, who put all that effort into the it's knowledge. It's fear, though, John, isn't it? It's, it, it? it's fear. It is a little bit of fear, and, and, and but I understand the fear, because if you work so hard to achieve something and then all you see is the potential of someone coming in through the back door and getting the very same privileges as you, yeah. which they never had, but technically you could say, well, it's like a phantom street, how whatever you want to call yeah. it in the app. Um, I, I sort of get people's frustrations, but I, I agree with you. People did go overboard with the amount of um, 
advertising they did, you know, yeah, to, some, to some extent. What about the verbal abuse in the sense that I used an Uber the other day. I haven't. I'm just saying an example. <laughs> uh, I used an Uber the other day and um, yeah. the guy ripped me off and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then the response from a taxi driver could be, well, you silly cow, you yeah. shouldn't have got in the Uber in the first yeah. place, rather than saying something Massive. courteous. Massively. You know, the, you, if you'd have got a black cab, it would have cost this. Yeah. And we're glad to help you. Please. Yeah. A lot of that is cabby Twitter. It is. It's uh, some of the stuff that the cab drivers put out there on cabby Twitter is uh, questionable. Yeah, I mean that's social media in the main across the board, though, isn't it? People have got um, mm. uh, they've got a voice that they can promote and they can hide behind yeah. an avatar, possibly. Um, and some people, yeah, I've seen some very extreme comments yeah. in the past aimed at Uber users. I don't really see it anymore as much. No, no I think that's it. I think it's calmed down to some extent. But isn't um, it our job? to also kind of police this in a sense that don't interact with these people that are on, that are on our feeds. We're not part of them. Block them if we can, mm. but also don't be quiet ourselves with trying to articulate better arguments. Mm. So I'm always a fan of, you can tell me what you want, your opinion, but you can't just start saying, oh, you're an idiot as your winning argument. Yeah. You've got to tell me the facts and details of what your argument's better. And that's what we had a lot of is like, in the end, it, it could get to violence sort of and threats. These people could not articulate an argument mm. to put their point across. And I th I'm thinking it's changed a bit. I'm thinking that we're being more thoughtful. There are more people in the trade that are being more thoughtful about what we need to say. I think it's been a slow process, but I definitely think now there's more drivers that are um, aware that what they're saying doesn't necessarily promote the trade in a good yeah. way. So I think it has been a slow process. It's it's taken some time. Mm. Um, but I definitely think now drivers are, are up in their game to, to yeah. a point where they're... It was a string vest driver yesterday. <laughs> yeah, believe. it's vest season. Yes, it's it is vest, vest season. season. I've seen a few, yeah. But, you know, you have <laughs> to go... I, I'm not even a fan <laughs> of the kind of sleeveless Lonsdale kind of thing either. It's like, it's so bad. You, yeah. A T-shirt... Absolutely. I, mean, I, I think a, I think a, a polo is like the minimum for me. Yeah. We, we, in this we heat, maybe a plain white t-shirt. Something, something soft and light, yeah. But, I mean, but we, we don't, it's individual, isn't it? We don't always go to work looking like we're going to, you know, a wedding or, you know, super smart shirt and tie. Yeah. It's not necessary. But I definitely think some drivers could uh You know, I think, I think it has improved. I mean, it's you, you go back 30 years and a string vest was standard, standard attire for yeah. lots of people. Now, if we see it, it, that person should be ridiculed and really told, <laughs> uh, I think you should go home. I think you should be arrested, told to go home <laughs> and change and come well, back know, to school when he's uh, got the right uniform. On, um, on, on, on UCG up on, uh, on Twitter, um, you can go on as a driver and, and it would, you know, it's... It's reliable. That's a good feed, that, yeah, so you can that. go on and, and um, as a driver, send them a picture of you, your badge and bill, and they'll they'll let you on. It's a, a private feed, um, and it's run by drivers. So you send a direct message. If there's a queue of people at Euston, you can say queue of people yep. at Euston. Put the timestamp. This is a United Cabbies group. Yeah, UCG up. So UCG, UCG up. updates. I think it is, yeah. yeah. So you can go sure. on and send a direct message, um, and it goes out on the feed. Now, if you turn on your notifications for UCG up, anytime a driver posts a, a tweet, you can see that. So if you're nearby to Euston Station and there's a queue of people yep. and the driver's there on the ranks and 10 people at Euston, you can quickly head to Euston, you know there's jobs waiting. That's excellent, isn't it? So it's it's, yeah. you are relying on drivers and some drivers... Keep it to themselves. Keep it... Well, yeah, I mean, do. I don't... Some drivers don't share nothing. Really? No, I mean, yeah. I don't... I, I haven't posted anything on there in, in a long time. I am 
conscious busy, of being on my phone whilst I'm driving. Yeah, true. That's yeah. another subject we can get onto. Um, but there's abbreviations on there as well. So, mm. so Euston Rank, the old rank, used to be called Sports Direct. <laughs> so if there was a queue of people at the Euston Rank, the nickname on UCG Up was Sports Direct because of the way that the drivers that dressed that worked that rank. I don't know so, why. So so if, if there was a tweet that came out that said uh, Cure People Sports Direct, you knew they were talking about the Euston rank. So, you know, it gets around among drivers and, and drivers think, are aware of, of how other drivers dress and how yeah. drivers I think act. what you said a minute ago was interesting in terms of you think the drivers have up their game. Um, I think the drivers have up their game, but I also feel now a lot of the public are sort of happy to see you. Mm-hmm. And that's genuine. I've had so many people, like women... At night, and they go, "Oh, I'm so happy I've seen you." And I'm, I make a joke like, "No one said that to me for a while," you yeah. know. Um, and I think the public now are, I think to some extent, they've realised what they could have lost to some extent. And I genuinely believe that. I think they wow. took us for granted a lot. I, I do. I think a lot of people used to make comments like, "Oh, black cabs are dear." When you prodded a lot of these people, I'm talking friends of friends. Yeah, they'd they never been in a black cab. They didn't know. No, but their no. assumption that we were ridiculously dear was based on a story that they heard down the yeah. Dog and Duck pub the other day. And I just think people's opinions of us is so, again, out of date. Play golf eight days a week. You know, people say to me, do you play golf? I say, I can't stand the sport. Yeah, and they're like, what? You're a cabbie. You don't play golf. And I'm like, no, and I don't have a place in my bio and I don't work three days a week. And, no. and, and, and yeah. you know, stereotypes, you know, they're always going to stick to some extent. And I think that the way... The two years that we've gone through the society and the way drivers have up their game and the way people's travel habits have changed, I think a lot of people are genuinely happy to get in a black cab now and the price is the price. Yes. To some extent. Oh very much cheaper as well. If you remind people that if you're yeah. five in a cab, yeah. um it's cheaper than a train. Yeah. Pretty much on any journey in the West End it's cheaper than the train fare. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plead my ignorance. I'd use my Oyster card and I don't really know how much it's taking off, but I'm think it's three pounds something, isn't it? A fair it goes up to a maximum of like 12 quid, which is a daily yeah, right. travel card, yeah. I think. So if, if, you know, during COVID, if I was getting the train to, to jobs, uh, I would actually drive to a station where I could tap in on the Oyster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, a return, a couple of trains in, a couple of trains out was nine or 10 quid. Yeah. So getting on to your thing about that whatsapp thing that was very good and mike hughes uh, did you remember mike hughes yeah. i mean poppy uh, cabs. yeah poppy cabs. he used to always put up nice little tweets so he'd remind you basically because i was a useless when the theaters were turning out mm. i could be driving two streets away from the theaters and you go in the wrong direction yeah ucg and, do that so when there's uh busy times or there's a lot of events on they will pin a tweet yeah. that will give drivers all of the finish times of yeah. all of the events um, so it's they really are, good. They are exactly. good at doing We that. didn't used to, for example, when those theatres used to churn out pre-technology, that would take longer to clear because those people come out of the theatre, everyone wants a cab within five minutes and it's yeah. not there. Yeah. Whereas now I imagine we can all clock on, whoever's nearby, that would clear in seconds. I've got another controversial comment. I've never worked the theatres. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the theatre area because everyone, every cabbie and their dad's there. You know, it's just yeah. like... And I, I just think, if I go somewhere else, think outside the box, I mean, it's, I'll it's, stay in the city, yeah. and I'm still as busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every cab is in the West yeah. End. It's yeah. difficult now to even get out of these places. Yeah. And getting out yeah, once you trapped into something, is, you just keep going. In, if you're in Covent Garden, you're in there. There's... But that UCG up is brilliant because it tells you all the stuff, you know, because some of the uh, uh, big venues at the minute are a little bit out. Yeah. So you've got that Abba Voyage thing happening over by Stratford, yeah. Westfield, So this is, is busy. Let me just promote that. And so, so the UCG up at on UCG WhatsApp. Up. No, it's on Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. And you have to show your bill and badge. Yeah. 
yeah, you send, send them a, a direct message, a, photo of yep. your badge and bill, and they'll let you on the group. Accept you on it. I think there's about four and a half thousand drivers on there. Yeah, minute. I mean, it is, it, you have one. to you have to rely on drivers, obviously, putting information in. And I'm guilty of not putting as much yeah, information you, in as I should. And yeah. I haven't tweeted anything on there in a while. Yeah, but, but like, you, yeah, but like you said, you, you can't get caught on your phone. You can only do it at the right times. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. sit there going like that. I mean, I don't even have my phone on the dashboard. it's important to be the temptation of it. You know what I mean? Of doing that. It's important if you are using it to be specific. Because you will see tweets from drivers saying, huge queue at, could be anywhere, five minutes later, queue gone. Yeah. So if you are using it, just be specific. Give it a, a ballpark, 10 people waiting, 15 people waiting. Yeah. Um, oh, right, so the huge queue to one person is five people yeah. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they could be sending a complete red herring. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Like, like yesterday, was a, yesterday was a good example. I saw, saw one saying that uh, Marlamo Station was closed. Huge rotors. That's what the tweet said. So I, oh, he was straight I there. Wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I was. I wasn't too far away. So I drove there, and there was five cabs on the rank. So you know there was no, 150 yeah. people outside the station, but there wasn't a queue for for taxis. So yeah, the station had been evacuated. Think, you know what that, that UCG yeah. up thing's good for? Because London's expanding, it's growing outwards again, right? Like you know, like before there was no Canary Wharf and that. You yeah. know, when we was kids, now there's Canary Wharf, and obviously. But now, like, Stratford-Westfield is massive. There's yeah, so much yeah. going on over there and events. Now, this Abba Voyage, I'm getting yeah. some great work out of there, which I didn't know was on. Until I looked on UCG up, I didn't know Abba would do anything over there. Mm. It's great for the O2 Dome because there's a lot of yeah. events on over there. It tells you. So it gives you the opportunity, if you get a job late at night-ish out of it, yeah. to think, where am I going to go now? Yeah, you yeah. Come same past as Printworks. And you come, y- if you get a job to, the, to yeah. Bermondsey or, or somewhere southeast, and, you yeah. know, Printworks is on, it's, it's a, you get some good work out of there. And... It's not like there's a ton of hotels. So if people are coming in for an event at Printworks, yeah. nine times out of ten they're going kind of back into town. Yeah. Um, but going on to covering the work at the O2 and ABBA, something I did want to talk about was the the Heathrow tag situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, Heathrow at the minute is quite busy. There's a lot of people coming in. Um, and I know it's something that me and you have spoke about. Well, yeah, you've got information and I've got information, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Well, okay. Well, I, my impression, my my uh, urban legend was that they had capped it. Yeah. That, that you're not going to get a badge. We've capped it. We only want so many people and uh, that was it. Um, but what I was speaking with Steve McNamara the other day is that it wasn't capped at all. Mm. And I tried to think how this could possibly happen, but the badges were had run out. And the only thing I can think of is during COVID, a lot of technology was really hard to get hold of. Supply yeah. chains diminished. So, so that takes it back two years, two and a half, maybe three years. Right. Can we go back to the beginning? So, so my understanding was, and this was from drivers that regularly work the airport, yep. is that Heathrow got to a point where it was oversubscribed. I mean, pre-COVID, the average wait for a job was three to four hours. Right. That was standard. When I first passed that over 11 years ago, two hours was standard so it doubled in 10 years so i can understand their reasoning if they were going to cap tags mm-hmm. because there was plenty of driver service in the airport there was there was there was no need for any more drivers yeah. um and if it is a case that they simply ran out of tags i don't understand why that isn't public knowledge or why it wasn't made clear well, at the time now we don't know exactly what the truth is do we because yeah it's kind of is it this or is it that? Yeah, no one I spoke to or no one I know until you said it to me yesterday had ever put it to me that they simply ran out of tax. Yeah, physically ran out. Physically yeah. ran out of tax. That, uh, it never even crossed my mind because going to the airport, four hour wait for a job, 
you don't need any more cab service in the airport. Mm. And what a lot of people don't understand is the drivers that work Heathrow, the majority will only work Heathrow. Mm. They will do a job. Yes. doesn't matter where it's going. They'll go back to the airport. That's what they do. They don't work town. They just work Heathrow. And if it is a case that it's simply, they, they had a box of tags, the box ran out, and that was it. They're not issuing any more. I don't understand why that wasn't made aware to drivers, but it was probably a nice coincidence that COVID happened so they didn't have to start issuing It could have been tags. a way of, of spinning it to suit yeah. the situation as best as to calm it down. Yeah, it could have been. Um, but apparently the badges are coming in in July. Yeah. Um, again, again, technology is actually still hard to get hold of. I've yeah. tried a few things myself. Supply chains all over the world are a disaster. You can pick a camera online and it's telling you you'll get it in six months, whatever it is that you're trying to get. Yeah. But I did wonder about these tags, that the kind of technology they're using there should have had it's multiple very, places. Yeah, I mean, from. it's not... The tags aren't particularly high-tech tags. So, so you just put a bit of credit on, you go up to a reader, it reads the tag, it lets you through the barrier. Yeah. So it's not... Credit card size ones, are they now? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're quite small. Yeah, I've still got my old like ones. So. all type card machine. Yeah. You know, they just suck onto your window. They're not, they're not that big. Um, but if they are going to start issuing tags in July, uh, how they're going to start issuing them would concern me. If they're going to just open the book and give a tag to everyone who's got their name on a list, that could be quite risky. Heathrow operates on its own ecosystem. The taxis, it's, the taxi rank of Heathrow is its own thing. If you don't know how the system works, you don't understand the way local jobs work or fares fair jobs work or as simple as putting on your extras, you're going to have a lot of very green drivers going to the airport having no idea how the system works. Yeah, but Nick, that's the, that's our entitlement is to go there green or go to experience. A lot of people, we in general, if we went there and we're, we were green, you would take your time. Uh, you'd sit in the feeder park. You'd get some information. Yeah. You'd be terrified. You'd learn your way. You take one job and you probably leave it a couple of weeks before yeah. you take another. Yeah, uh, my way of working the airport was always if I got a fare there. I ranked up there and I got a fair back, but I never worked the airport. Being East End based people tend not to work the airport and the guys working and living in Hounslow are all yeah, going okay. straight on there and ranking up. But I did like to work the airport. It was always nice. It's, it's good to, to understand how it works. And I had no interest in, in getting a tag. Uh, and you so haven't got a tag. You've got. got a I've tag. got a tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got but a tag? John? I've never had no interest in having one. I didn't have like an interest. You, I don't ever want to work it. Yeah. So until a friend of mine who does work the airport said to me, you should get one and just know. Because at certain times throughout the year, there will be uh, what they used to call code red, where there would be no cabs. You could drive straight yeah. into a terminal. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to go through the park. times, yeah. So, so that did happen. And it was a, you know, I'd go on there maybe 10 times a year. It wasn't a lot. Um, but yeah, I think you, there's you definitely wasn't been... Avid, you wasn't an avid airport sort of ranker, was you? you no, no, I wouldn't purposely drive out there light without a job to to put on um i know people that do i know people that drive from essex and they jump on the m25 they might do and go yeah, straight yeah. to Heathrow. yeah, yeah they might that's do. upsetting but it's just never appealed to me I no, just no. Think, you know for me if i get an airport job to Heathrow, it'll take me half an hour and i'm back in yeah um, hammersmith or something it's and not I'm yeah working I mean, again so for you, me, you have to weigh that up you always had to weigh that up yeah the, but the way yeah. up could be the fact that i can sit and have two what? hours off have something to eat have a break depending on what sort of shift you've just put in yeah, yeah. Um, and you're going to probably get 60 quid. So you might get £30 an hour, you might get 90 quid, £45 an hour, depending on the job you yeah. get. So you can balance that out and think, I'm probably going to go back to Hammersmith 
hunting for jobs yeah. and I'll get this, take my chances and I'll have had a rest. I think a lot of the interest in getting tags now is because drivers know that the airport is busy. It's a busy term. So, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you don't have Terminal. a tag, it's like uh, it's like the gold at the end of the rainbow. Like you want to yeah. get there because you want that, you want that £260 yeah. job up north or whatever it might be. But, not every job is is like that. You hear about all these good jobs. Oh, my friend had a yeah, job to yeah. Dover or whatever it might be. But if you get a job to Harrow that goes £55, you're yeah. going to think, why have I just sat yeah. on that rank for X amount of time? Now, if it's doing 30 minutes, uh, which it has done recently, you can afford to take that £55 job and go back if you wanted and wait another 30 minutes for a job. But if you'd, waited, pan, if you'd yeah. waited four hours for a £55 job, you know, these drivers now that want tags that don't have them, if they were doing four hours for a £55 job, they'd have no interest in going there. No, so it'll pan itself out. Yeah. I mean, there are people that will sit there for the four hours on the fact that they're not driving or doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They'll do that one fare, so it's a very little bit of a work regime. And they might do two fares a day and end up with their £110 or whatever it is, and then they go home. So it mm. depends on... Depends on what you want to earn. Yeah. It also depends on what life you've got at home. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but mm. again, I have to get home and do a lot with the kids and mix and match. So I'm quite an impatient person anyway. Yeah. I don't. I don't rank any. I, I very rarely rank anywhere unless it's spinning. I don't rank. Did you, you know? hear about the sleepers at the airport? You know about. I've heard about those. Did you yeah. hear about the sleeper who um, wanted to put a hammock in the back of the electric cab? You can fit him in a veto from corner to corner. <laughs> yeah, veto. Well, the guy done. The guy done I've it in the electric it, cab and, and cracked the um, the glass oh, roof. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was pulling down on it. I mean, I have um, seen a veto at Heathrow that has a microwave in the boot. Yeah. I mean, these are guys that are committed to to work in the airport. Yeah. They've got a canteen, don't they? They do have well, saves them four quid, though, isn't it? Bit of sand. Canteen, yes. Yeah, it wasn't uh, great, was it? I, I've never been there. But yeah, I mean, you can survive. It used but, to be great. But what a lot of these drivers do that sleep at the airport is they join the Marriott gym across the road and they yeah. go in and have their gym and their sauna and their shower and go back to work. That's what they do. That's mm. that's their system. They'll go Monday to Friday and they'll go home the weekend. It just sounds quite and that's just what they do. so boring, though. It's its own little Nothing's thing. This is what on. I'm saying. It's, it's, it's its own little... I'd rather be busy and Everyone's do loads of jobs. You know, yeah, I'd I mean, rather keep busy. Ten pound jobs, yeah, ten pound yeah. jobs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like. different. Everyone's different. Oh, I get different. that. I, mean, I get that. You, if you work the airport, you either work the airport Monday to Friday, or like me, you, you go out there, you, you drop off, and like you used to, you put on. I think we're the same. I, yeah. I I would look at the rank. The rank was had cabs on it. I'd be driving. I would always be looking for my passengers it's rather than look. sit yeah. and wait. Unless I was really really tired, then I'd just go home. Mm. So yeah, I'd like to always keep moving. It's yeah. a bit like ranks in general. Like I find it fascinating when <laughs> King's Cross rank is all the way up and onto York and onto Pank, you know, up by Granary Square. Mm. And I'm not saying it is these days, but I remember when I first got out, I could never fathom why you would join the back of the rank for King's yeah. Cross when it was on York yeah. Way. I yeah. was like, I used to drive past thinking, am I missing a trick? But I was thinking, I cannot look at 80 cabs in front of yeah. me and be, I'll be like that. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh my God. I, <laughs> I'd have, I have to go, I, I, I say to my mate, I say, I'll go, I like to go fishing. I'm not going to go where every fisherman is yeah, passed yeah. in the same Ca- area. I'm going yeah. to drive around and look for work. That's, a lot, a lot of cabbies that have passed that recently will never know the Paddington Station rank starting oh. on Harrow Road, yeah. <laughs> starting at the Metropole. That is where the back of the rank was. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're only going back five years. Yeah, well, when I got out, yeah, yeah. So, so you'd, if you wanted to join the Paddington Station rank, it was oh. at the Hilton Metropole. Oh, so and and the King's Cross rank on Goods Way was a regular thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, well, it's a funny thing as well. But that's I, something you learn when you get out, you learn how these things work. Yes. So if you, you get a feel for what ranks move and what ranks don't, 
Um, but that's just something that comes with time and experience. Hopefully you, can, uh, you learn how it works without getting abused by another driver for making a mistake of pulling onto the wrong place. Well, yeah, I had, a young, yeah. I had a young kid the other day. He was fresh out like a week and he came into Euston. He dropped off at Euston and I was on the rank at Euston and he pulled up next to me and he was all like, and he went, uh, mate, uh, do you know, how do I use this rank? And I explained yeah. to him, I said, come around. And that's what you want. Like, I'm not saying yeah. I'm gen- like brilliant for doing that, but you you don't want drivers, especially these, because I've noticed a lot of young Really young drivers lately, aren't like yeah. the, the new yeah. ones are yeah. like young. But it just takes a driver to help the, them. To help them. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's, it's interesting that you, you don't learn these things until you get your badge. No. You, you get your badge and then you learn how to drive a taxi. You learn how all Absolutely. these little things work. Uh, and the way I learned was other drivers, most of the time, unfortunately, they weren't overly polite not, in, in the way they said things. I think I always something wrong. I think you always would be. Yeah, it's, I, if I see something and I can see it's a new driver, you know, some drivers try it if they've lost a badge and they've got a replacement and it, they appear new, and they're not. they may be trying their yeah, luck. they tell luck. you, they tell you, they put but, formally... formally. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about this formally <laughs> yesterday. Really, yeah. They're so ashamed, it's so oh, heartbreaking no. for them. Yeah. That's why I got onto the bucket idea of dipping your hand in a bucket to take a badge yeah, because an old one, it would have been nicer than appearing like... I've been out 30 years and I've got but an no 80000 badge. I'm not being horrible to anyone that does that. If anyone watches this, I'm not trying to offend you, but I can just imagine there's other drivers and they see formerly 610 and they go, hey, I've just found him. I've been looking yeah. for you. It's 61806, <laughs> you know I found him. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't lost your badge and got a replacement, every driver thinks the same. Yeah. Whenever you see formerly whatever, every driver thinks... Thinks the same thing. I wouldn't have formally. I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I wouldn't have formally. Swallow your pride. Don't, Don't be so egotistical. You've got yeah. a badge number. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything no. now. In a sense, you know, with people losing their badges so often, it's kind of, you, you can never know when someone's got out. No. If they look very young, maybe you can assume they're fairly mm-hmm. new. In terms of the rank ones, my story on the rank ones is the Hilton Park Lane. And when you come down Park Lane and you swing left back up Park Lane to be outside the Hilton on the right. So, the rank is just there. There's one cab on the rank, so I pull in behind him. You know the rank feeds across from the other yeah. side of the... Yeah. Well, the casino is ambassadors, yes. isn't it? But every... Something that a lot of drivers that they might have been driving for for, for years, they don't know that the, the, the front of every rank is technically its own rank. Mm. So you could be at the break, the, the break in the rank at King's Cross or the Hilton Park yeah, lane, and, they can take and you, you are after the in point, you know, on point of that particular take rank you can say no i'm feeding dan or you could take the job and yeah the driver on point then can't be annoyed at you but it going back to what i was saying it takes other drivers to show newer drivers how things work politely and politely yeah there's there's if if someone does something wrong yeah i've many times pulled up next to a driver and said look next time you shouldn't do that or just be aware there's a rank there so like if you're you know, if you are taking real liberties, picking a job up that's close to rank. Now, we all make mistakes, and I have definitely picked up too close to rank and we not realised there's a cab on yes. point. But if that driver then gets out and, and starts screaming mm. and shouting, you're instantly on the defensive. If you make the mistake, and I have made the mistake of picking up too close to a rank and not noticed the cab or been in a world of my own, yeah, yeah. the driver comes out and says, mate, look, there's, we're sitting on the rank now. All right, I'm really sorry. Take the job. Explain to the customer, look, I'm really sorry. That cab was on point. Do you mind just getting out and getting in his cab? But there's a way of doing things. You well, can't... What about Sloan Square? How are you going to do that? The... Sloan Square, if it was me, I would still approach it the same. That If you're at the front of one of the brakes in that rank, you are 
eligible to take a job. So your the, the rank is basically feeding Sloan Square Station, isn't it? Yeah. So you come down to King's Road and you turn left and right into Sloan Square and someone's on the left, not on the island. Oh, if someone flagged you off the street? Yes. If someone flagged me off the street, I would point them to the rank. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, but if I was on the rank, then I think the same principle applies as, as any rank, where if the rank, there is a, a clear separation and the markings finish. I mean, this is really nuanced stuff, but and you can, when you're out there working, you've got to, you know, kind of see it for what it is and be able to judge it. You've got to be, again, flexible. So I flag you, not I flag you down, okay, and um, I'm standing on that corner, and you say, you need to go over the road there, mate, and get the cab from there. I ain't crossing the road. I don't want to cross the road. Then you have to interpret that situation and say, that he doesn't want to cross the road. I would, in that situation, more than likely say, all right, if you don't want to cross the road, jump in. If, if they're unable to cross the road, for example, you can't force them to cross yeah, the road. You can't. But you do know that the, the passenger can actually pick any cab yes, yeah. anywhere yeah. on the rank yeah. whether they want. Yeah. Oh, um, but, you know, years ago before there were TXCs and Vitos and, and I had a, a plain black TX1, I would have that had a card machine as well because the card machines weren't in every taxi. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be 10th back on padding and rank. Someone's just come in on the Heathrow Express and they would walk past 10 cabs that didn't take card or they didn't like the look of and get in a plane back taxi you know it wasn't yeah. uncommon so yeah you know well you've opened up another can of worms on the old uh, station ranks so you're sitting on third on point and then someone comes out and you see him talking to the driver and all of a sudden they're speaking to the second driver yeah and then they're speaking to you and they say i want to go for example we're at waterloo station and i want to go to the firehouse restaurant mm. and you think okay Chilton street no, sorry, the one, the fire on station. The fire station. Road. The Road. Road, yeah. Oh, yeah, the old fire Is it called fire station or firehouse? I'm the not sure. But we, we, but we all know what we mean. Yeah, I know not. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the point is now, um, that's not fair on me. I'm the third in the rank. I'm taking yeah. my pot luck lottery ticket, and uh, that guy at the front yeah. there has broomed it all the way back to me. Do you, know, do you know what? In that situation, I would say, I'm really sorry that those two drivers didn't want to take you. Jump in, I'll take you. Yeah. Because the amount of times that someone has come to the cab and apologised for it being a short journey... Mm. Yeah. And you drop that job off, and there is an excellent job. They're waiting for you. But the short and journey, you don't mind if you're not waited for. I'd pick any journey. Yeah, if you I mean, sat on that Waterloo rank for maybe 20 minutes. My, yeah, but my my take on it is, and I'm sure most drivers, you guys are the same, you get what you're given. Absolutely. You, 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 you Like you said, if the first two refuse that four-band job, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Because they represent, like I said, they, they represent, represent yeah, me. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So you are potentially damaging our industry as a whole. Right by yeah. by being negligent, I'm not doing that or whatever. I take any job. I, yeah. I genuinely take any Absolutely. job. Absolutely. And yeah. to be honest with you, again, I'm not trying to sound like a martyr. I always try and give one job away a day because you always get that free eighty yeah. pound job, and then they want a pound a card. I just think, what's the point? Yeah. If I just go yeah. have that one, mate, because I think it's a bit of karma. But like it, you said, you don't know what's around the corner either. That, that goes that goes back to what we were saying earlier on, where when you're driving, you have to just be aware of what's going on around you and interpret the situation for what it is. And it could be as simple as giving the fare away to Great Ormond Street. You know, yes. if if someone jumps in the cab and they're going to Great Ormond Street with their kid, you know, I would give the fare away. But what I saw recently was a driver complaining, saying that the the people he dropped off, it was almost like they was expecting it to be free. Yeah, that's what he was saying, and he was then reluctant to give it away for free. Now it's not written in law; you don't have to give that fare away. No, that's but it's what a nice gesture. Yeah, it's, it's a nice gesture if because. I know from personal experience, going to the hospital with your kid is difficult. Yeah. So if you get that nice gesture on the way in or the way out, that's something nice that can brighten up your day. But you well, more than brighten up your day, Nick, as yeah. well. We're giving away the fare sometimes to our first fare we donate. 
these things, all these things that we're doing as Perks to Great Ormond Street, certainly uh, your experience is super personal. Your son is going to Great Ormond Street, having special treatment, and right now you're telling me he's having a, a drug that's super expensive, super exclusive, is being given to Parker. We're contributing towards that. This is the reason we want, we should be doing things like this for Great Ormond Street. Regarding the uh, complacency of passengers going there, I really think it's our discretion as drivers. I'm not going to give someone who's complacent. I'm giving people the fare for free because this is a this is us. Like you did with the fare for free, this is us advertising us. We're giving out a good advert, but at the same time, all of us are aware of abuse. And as I said to you earlier, Nick, it's, it's a lady with her child going to there. It's going to be free whether she's complacent or not. If it's someone who's showing us the fact that it's really taking us for granted, then you've got that discretion. Sorry, I'm not going to be giving that for free. It's not obligatory for me to give it to you for free. I would give it to you for free, but I don't, I expect a little modicorum of um, decency. I've Mm. never had anyone that I've taken there. Even some of them don't seem like aware of that. free fare. Every fare I've ever taken there, the person's tried to pay me. Yeah, yeah, same. And, and, and I don't know the rules on it in terms of do you give it for free if they've got their child with there them? There is no rule. No, no, it's, do, it's down to you. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So sometimes I've had parents, they haven't got their kid with them, the kid's in the hospital, yeah. and you get talking to them, yeah. and you sort of, obviously the subject comes up, what you go. Once they tell you the story, if you're a father or a parent or, or a mother, it pulls on your heartstrings. So whether the child's with them or not, you know... Just give it away. Like I, I genuinely yeah. think, you know, I say things like, I don't take it and give it to Great Street, but I say, they're staying in a hotel for the night, and the kids in the hospital, I say, buy yourself a bottle of wine with the money or, yeah. or something like that. I know it ain't well, you know, gestures of grandeur, but... you might have hit upon one subject here with the, the, the thing about the super huge queue at Houston and stuff like that, where it's an illusion. <laughs> this guy's probably had one person get in his cab that was complacent, and now we've got this story about people wanting to pay... Not get the fare for free, get the fare for free for Great Ormond Street, and everybody's being complacent. And it could be like the, the Chinese whisper of exaggerations, where it's mm. one person's been rude and over overly expecting it for free. Yeah. I have one student, Tony O'Leary, he's taken someone to Great Ormond Street, gave him the fare for free, and not only that, the woman lived in Croydon, always has trouble getting to Great Ormond mm. Street. She's got uh, disabilities that make it much more difficult. And another aspect of our trade is we are accessible to people with disabilities Mm -hmm. he goes to croydon now on call to collect her and take her whenever she wants for free so these are the things that we are kind of a little unsung about we we are we and we need to do promotional work we need to make things better but i think that that kind of uh promotional work works better when it is um kind of Low key, yeah. Local, we you are. Know, if, that, if that person then tells her friend this cab driver does a really nice thing for me, and then word gets about, that's great. In terms of if it was something went viral, like a video went viral recently of a cab driver giving a fare away for free to Great Ormond Street, then there are unfortunately people out there Question that it. are going to take advantage. That, but that's just human oh, you nature. Think, you think because the fit, it was on social media that other people think oh you can get a fare for free well yeah. there's always going to be a sick sick con man that yeah, will yeah, actually get yeah, in the yeah, cab and yeah. give the story but that person's obviously one of life's and it's a, there's a, it's a minority you know yeah. it is, it is you a, know what i've noticed since i've been a cab driver in eight years i was always been quite skeptical of the human race like, there's a lot more bad people out yeah, yeah. People. but as a cab driver i genuinely i've, I've been knocked once in eight years yeah two women two young ladies um always. but i'll tell you what what i've realized in the main is that the public and society, we're more good, good than bad. I don't really have 
much trouble with people. I've never had an argument with anybody. I've never, uh, maybe that's because I'm quite, when I get in the cab, I sort of don't feel the fire and I won't bite back. Yeah. I'll take it a little bit. And I think, I think the public generally now appreciate us more for sure. I think it's something to do with our job as well. If you separated us and said how much trouble do you get driving a minicab to how much mm. trouble you get driving a black cab, statistically it's going to be quite low for us and much higher for them. Yeah. I think so. something you have to remember is when that person gets out of your cab, the likelihood of you seeing that person again is very small. Well, talking that, I dropped a guy off in Northumberland Avenue for a business meeting and then went about my business, done my whole job for the whole day, drove back down Northumberland Avenue and he stepped out on the street and waved me down. It has happened. But and he's like, in what? General, you know, out of the, the, the thousands of jobs that you do. Have you had it happen? Yeah, I've had it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, also because we're creatures of habit. So what I mean is you, you probably go, go the in same the same areas. way. Yeah. I come in the same way. I'm in Liverpool yeah. Street area and you do sometimes. I've had it two days in a row, picked up the same guy, took him home. You know, that happens very rare, but... You know, majority of the time, you know, if it's a, a bad journey, a, a lady this week was complaining. Um, she kept saying I've gone the wrong way, which it is. Probably it frustrates you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I picked her up on on uh, Bond Street, New Bond Street, and she wanted to go to Edward Square. And she said, I don't want you to go down Kensington High Street. I said, OK. So she said, can you do Bayswater, Bayswater Road oh, yeah, for me? Yeah. I said, OK, if, if that's the way you want me to go, that's the way I'll, I'll go. So I got there, um, and my plan was Bayswater, Notting Hill, Campton Hill Road, Argyle, do it right, Edward Square's on the left. And when we was going down Campton Hill Road, she was complaining. And she said, oh, no, I don't need to use the high street. And I said, but it's oh. off of the high street, so we have to touch the high street. And what she actually wanted me to do was to go past it um, and come down, uh, is it Pembroke Road? Yeah. And there's a way you can come into Edward yes, Square from the back. From yeah. the back. She wasn't overly specific, and in my mind, Edward Square was off of. Why, why don't they just start giving you directions from there? I do. I don't. I, you know where I live off Stainsby Road. I just tell the driver Stainsby Road if you know it, great. But when we get near it, left here, mate, right here, it'll make it easier. Jeez, yeah, but yeah. that's frustrating yeah. though. Yeah, what is, what is the? <laughs> but I don't. But but in, if they don't know where it is, no, no, no. When you have a fare though, and you get them ninety percent of the way home, and then all of a sudden they come back, left here, mate, yeah. right here, yeah. mate, and I'm like. <laughs> We're there. I know where it is. No, but yeah. I, I'm not going yeah. on a basis know, that they know, know it is. If they don't, you can sense. Because yeah. uh, my street's a little bit tucked off. And it's just yeah, telling them, for a start, you, you have to know how to get into my street now because it's turned into a cul-de-sac. Changed, yeah. So you've got to know the in and the out. Um, so I had a very similar one to that with a complaint. So I had a fare from Waterloo Station to the Hilton Kensington. And that this is before people had phones. Mm. Um so we came out and we went up Birdcage Walk and we went around Queen's Gardens up Constitution Hill and then along Knightsbridge, Kensington High Street. We're just flying along there and I would have done Kensington Church with Camden Hill Road, one or the other, something like that, feed it through. You're just going to do a left, it's on the left, it's easy, couldn't be any more simple. And we got to, we got to High Park Corner and she went bananas at High Park Corner when I left by Knightsbridge. She said, you don't know where you're going. I said, your hotel is up here, it couldn't be any easier. I said, when we get there, don't worry, ask the concierge, just tell him you went past the uh, Royal Albert Hall, the, that, and see if what he says, you'll be fine. We came from Waterloo, and she said, no, this is definitely, the bus doesn't go this way. I know the <laughs> bus doesn't go this way. What way does the bus go? I don't know. The bus obviously goes up Park Lane, does Bayswater Road, which would mm. be lovely. I'd gladly go that way if you want. And when we got there, because again, I wasn't working fully, I did what you would have done. I just said, it's 20 quid or whatever it was, don't worry about it. You obviously think I tried to take you away to earn more money out of you in some way. Don't worry about the fare. 
no, no, I want to pay you. No, you've already insulted me enough. <laughs> Just take yeah, the fare for yeah. free and ask the concierge and tell him you went past the Albert Hall and see if he thinks you've come the wrong way from Waterloo Station. People. I think it's being able to communicate with your passengers, yeah. definitely. You know, even if you haven't said anything to them for the whole journey. Um, but you might have something that you need to explain to them say listen i'm doing this because this yeah and that's as far as the conversation goes but if you're able just to talk to your passengers and say i'm gonna do this because of this this is the reason um then most of the time they're happy with that it's no, okay you, whatever you think's best yeah, yeah and and it works and 100%. and i think when you're when you're doing the knowledge you are you are great at passing appearances and you're you're great at answering examiners questions mm. when you start driving a cab like I was saying, that is when you learn how to drive a taxi oh, yes. and we, how we are to not get taxi, people. We're not training to be taxi no, drivers. No, you're training all. to pass the knowledge. Yeah. And yeah, you've always said that. Yeah, yeah. and and it's, it's something that, you know, now my knowledge is a working knowledge. Mm. It is how do I get this person from point A to point B as fast as possible yeah. and get them out. But you know, a bigger, you know a bigger point of that is knowing to drop somebody, you know, like on the knowledge you would know all the ins and outs of this, but when yeah. you're actually a working driver, you say, well, if I just drop you on Regent Street, if they're able to... You walk there two minutes, it will save you five pounds yeah. on a metre and another 20 minutes in the cab. Yeah. So, and that's just being able to explain it to the passenger. Yeah, and being yes, able to, yes. You haven't got to be, you know, super articulate, but just being able to say to your customer, look, this is the reason, this is what I'm going to do. You're happy with that most of the time. They're, yeah. they're more than happy with, yep, fine, drop me wherever, as close as you can, I'll walk 50 yards. Mm. You know, it's just better. There is, there is an element of trust. Most of the users of black cabs trust black cabs. That's the funny thing. Yeah. Uh, but we only fixate on those that don't trust us or haven't or think we're knocking them or yeah. ripping them off. But like you said, if you tell them at the start of the journey why you're doing something, you know, this is closed or there's a demonstration yeah. Yeah. and that, yeah. they don't look it up on their phone. They're not going to investigate what you've said. They take your word mm. for it because I yeah. think most appreciate that the more jobs we do, the more we earn. There's no rocket yeah. science to that. Well, I've covered this one before as well. I I don't know of, I'm going to, there's going to be someone, but I don't know of any black cab driver that can consciously <clears throat> think of trying to rip you off. Mm. We're so geared towards giving our best journey. We think everybody knows what we know. Yeah. So to consciously think, how can I take this journey longer? It's difficult. It's hard to do. Yeah. yeah it's difficult. It. <laughs> it's difficult. And I think some, some, Sometimes you have to remember as well is that when you are driving someone from point A to point B, it might not look pretty on the map if you were no. doing the knowledge. No. But it goes back to just being able to get someone there as quick as possible. I and, did and I did have a cab driver once that we was coming down Westbourne Grove and we was going to Westminster Bridge. <clears throat> and I, I, I know that he didn't do anything on purpose, but as we came down Westbourne Terrace, or uh, Gloucester Terrace. We got to the bottom of Sussex Gardens. When we got to Sussex Gardens, we're obviously going to go out onto the Bayswater Road. But he didn't. He, he travelled up Sussex Gardens and then turned right into the Edgware Road to end up at Marble Arch. So we was basically a Bayswater Road to mm. go to Marble Arch. And I thought, there's no green badge that would have consciously done that. that that's a very strange mistake to yeah. kind of make. Yeah. I know he didn't do it on purpose. I just didn't check afterwards. I just paid the fare because it wasn't, going to make much difference to the fair but i did suspect a a yellow badge might have done that one Mm. a yellow badge might have mistakenly done that mistake but not a green badge and again it wouldn't have been deliberate we couldn't do it i still find the one especially with tourists when you go over two bridges to look at confusion on yeah yeah. and then you have to like i say i say to them the river thames doesn't run in a straight line Mm. i said it meanders quite drastically and sometimes lambeth and london works yeah, nice yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. um again it may not be pretty it may be longer in terms of distance i don't think it would be well but also but, but, but not just that 
now, if you go on the embankment, west to east, yeah, single from, lane from Blackfriars yeah, underpass onwards, it's it's awful. So yeah. for me, nine times out of ten, it's Lambeth and London. If they're going, yeah. it's yeah. just going back to being able to explain that to your passenger, yeah, being able to yeah. say to your passenger, look, I'm going to go over Lambeth Bridge and London Bridge because, yeah, know, and like I say, most of, I've never had a customer say, no, I don't actually want you to do that. I want you yeah. to sit on the embankment. In so to finish off, because I think we could actually talk for hours, and it actually has been. Excellent. Um, if you was to recommend the job to someone now, would you say it's worth doing? Yeah, hundred percent. And you, yeah, John, you think it's absolutely one hundred percent? Yeah. In absolutely. terms of uh, freedom and being able to do the job as and when you want and work the job how you want to work it, yeah. it's, it's very few jobs. Yeah. That if 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 I wasn't doing this now, I wouldn't be able to invest the time. Yeah. Into my kids that I do now, I would. If I still worked in the city nine to five, which pretty much always became. Eight till six. Yeah, I would not have the flexibility. Some days are better than others. Yeah. Um, you never know what you're going to earn, um, but if you put the work in when you're as a cab driver, you will earn money. Yeah, I know the X's are up and fuel's gone up. I yes. get all that at a minute. I, I, I at a minute fuel's killing people, and, and I get that totally. I'm not blasé about it, but for me, if I had to work 15 hours a day in a cab, I would. Yeah, because I'm a cab driver now. That's how mm. I see it. I've got no skills to go back on. Yeah, Nick's learned a new trade. To some extent, now that he can fall back on. No, I'm not being I'm being yeah. honest. Like you know, I don't have a trade to go yeah. back to, and I understand the guys that have gone back to their trades because of COVID, and yeah. maybe haven't come back to the cab. Don't, you don't you don't blame no. drivers for doing that. You've got to do whatever's best for you at the time. But you if know, you can do it, if you COVID can, was an extreme situation, yeah. But if you, if I could, you know, I passed the knowledge when I was thirty five. Yeah. I'd love to have done it when I was 21, 22. Oh, yeah, well, that's with the no dream. responsibilities, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's with no kids, no, living at home with your mum and yeah. dad. It's yeah, with all due respect to you, I'm not saying it made it easier, but you had less to worry about. How old are you, Nick? 21. Yeah, yeah, so, so, great. so this has always been the thing that I'm trying to tell people. The ideal age to do this is the probably one of the most difficult ages to do it. It's yeah. the youngest. It's yeah. the psychology of a young person to do this, but it's the absolute yeah. dream situation. I mean, something that we can probably spend the whole podcast talking about is the the barrier to entry argument gets brought up a lot um and because at the minute you know maybe there is a shortage of physical taxes out there working drivers give you their badges back the last couple of years there are people that are calling for the knowledge to be made easier or for there to be some kind of fast track system but the only people that are doing that are people that aren't doing the knowledge now or yeah. have done the knowledge it's people that are outside sources and i expand on that a little yeah, because sure. they don't want it to be sort of seemed there's a guy here the other day he passed out in 1982 sylve and he was lovely and he said really strongly i don't want the knowledge to be easier and i said sylve how many appearances did you have he said i had five <laughs> yeah. so what you mean is you don't want the knowledge to be made easier than 1982 yeah. because this is the point i think a lot of drivers are missing even newer drivers it's this escalation that we've seen of up and up and up and up. Um, turnarounds didn't exist in his day. No. From A to B was all it was. And there and thereabouts before then, it was hospitals and police stations. Mm -hmm. They've all gone, so you can't ask those anymore. So the, the volume of points from our freeze generation, we were asked some obscure points. That's changed yeah. a little to make it a little easier. So when we're saying make it easier, it's kind of you've got to dial back some of these things <clears throat> yeah. to just yeah. – and the biggest one which we had success on was the redlining because the redlining was the absolute you you were just basically throwing that person off the knowledge yeah. you're yeah. saying oh they can stay on it but they they have to persevere no you can't 
you can't let me pass an exam and tell me I'm good enough for 28s and now say I'm not. And that's changed, which is lovely and does make it a lot more psychologically easier for people to maintain it. Mm. But yeah, wonderful. Sylvie was really strong. You don't make it easier. And he'd done the knowledge in 19 months and five appearances. Yeah. So it's not got any... It, his view was, a lovely, a really great talking with him. His view was that it actually is exactly the same now. It's just that we're not working as hard. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because every, I've heard that from a few <laughs> older drivers. But as London continuously expands, there's new things to learn. So, in fact, the newer drivers are learning new things. So, what I mean is, you probably didn't have to learn the Canary Wharf area as much as it is. But if you go over, even now over Canary Wharf, there's little streets and roads off Canary Wharf that I've never heard true, of. True, yeah. And I've only passed that eight years ago. Um, I just think that the red line thing's fantastic, what, what you yeah. guys achieved. Um, I'm sure when you worked here, we sort of overlapped each other. When I worked here, one of the hardest things to do was to try and encourage, encourage someone. someone who'd been redlined yeah. to yeah. carry on. Because yeah. it's easy for you to say it after not being redlined, say, oh, yeah. you should carry on. It was yeah. one of the hardest things. And some really good people gave yeah. up the knowledge Absolutely. that I met in my time, yeah. and I'm sure you'd as well. And it's a shame because they would have been yeah. fantastic good drivers. drivers. Yeah, they the would thing. have been. Yeah, they're, 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 the character was they the there. courtesy. Yeah, and they would have made good cab drivers, but it was the... That examination process probably wasn't. Yeah, wasn't I mean, right. as we've all worked in this industry of teaching people the knowledge, and we've all probably seen grown men cry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you think you think back then as well, there wasn't a shortage of people doing the knowledge. So no, having the red line system in place, uh, I'm not saying it in any way acted as a filter, but it was. It was almost, supposed to though. Nick. It was supposed to act as a filter. That was. When we was going back to these ideas being introduced, there were six to eight thousand people yeah. on the knowledge. Now we're looking at five hundred to yeah. six hundred people on knowledge. It's it's an absurdity yeah. to sort of you filtered off all these people. You could do with them now. They could do with them. This is the point. Yeah, and I think yeah. now the, the encouragement is key. Yeah. So if you're going to take away the red line, it's not making it easier. It's just saying to people. You will get there in the end. Yes. Like we used to say to people, if you carry on, you'll yeah. get there. Even if yes. you get red line, you'll still get there. This is now TFL saying, yeah. unless you're extremely, ridiculously not investing your time into doing this, yeah. you will become a cab driver at yeah. some point. But I think that's brilliant. Yes. But, but it's not going to take long for three... You know, there's going to be a very short cycle of knowledge students before being redlined is completely forgotten about. Yes, so, yes yeah, you're right. Absolutely, Larry, it just that's just the way it is. Yeah. It's not going to take long for they still get red line, but not a level, right? Yeah. So you can't go back a level. You just yeah, lose. So, so you can stay on twenty eights now yeah. forever as long as it's. Well, you they've given go back a time to 56s. limit. Yeah, they've yeah. given kind of a an, um, time limit of one year, two years, three years for certain mm. things, and even then you go for a little meeting where they can say, "Look, this has been my situation." Yeah. Yeah. So it is a, a much better. I still don't think it's as good as my day where there was. You was on 28s, you was on 28s. When you're good enough, you'll be on 21s. Yeah. Um, I don't see why that shouldn't be the case now. Um, so, again, you could argue, why should I lose any points? I've passed and I need to get 12. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why do I keep losing them and going back to square one? Yeah. And that was the argument. It's snakes and ladders. Yeah. You're playing a game of snakes and ladders. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And you are just trying to get through those appearances yeah. you know doing the knowledge is all about passing your appearances and I think and us as it. drivers now out there you know you've been a driver forever me 8 you 11 years I want cab drivers out there yeah because if there's not enough cabs out there then the danger is that the public will go 
I'll have to I'll have to use that. Uber. It's, it's not. I'll yeah, have to download even, that Uber. Do you know what? Yeah. It is that though. It, it, it is. Yeah, there. That is. So a I point, don't want. But, I'm not saying I want inadequate drivers coming through. I want drivers who are good enough, yes, to yeah. come through. Yeah. The more, the merrier. Because they are not there taking my earnings away. They're no. there supporting my industry because yeah. without them, what have we got? Yeah, the, the way, a point of view that I see it as well is that if if there isn't the number of drivers there, you're going to go back to the old days of drivers taking full advantage of there True. being an abundance yeah. of work and yeah. driving along Oxford Street. From well, that's Marble where we've got to educate. I think to, we've got to educate on that one. You know, that they, becomes our job. Yeah, I mean... He, you, you'd always hear stories of drivers driving from Marble Arch to Suntour Court Road looking for that job going in the direction they wanted to go home in. Yeah. That, because drivers were taking full advantage of there not being enough drivers. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a situation we're getting to where if there is that shortage of drivers, you're going to go back to drivers taking advantage. And a lot of these new drivers won't know any different than how yeah. it is now. So they're going to come out and just think, well, that's how it is. I can yeah, tap yeah. my way down Oxford Street looking for a job going home. Whereas... Five years ago, pre-COVID, you couldn't do that. You know, yeah, there was the, the old Liverpool Street and Charing Cross Station. Street. Yeah, Street yeah, yeah. yeah. Sit, sit there with your light off and just wait for someone to come yeah. to your window. Well, my, my mate used to just go along Charing Cross Station, pull in, pull over to one side, walk along all the queue of people waiting to get a cab, say, anyone want to go cheap? <laughs> 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 and drag them out of the queue yeah. and take them back to the cab. Um, no, yeah, that sort of trickery is like a bit outrageous. Yeah, yeah. And... and you know, you can circle back and just say, look, it's reliant on drivers explaining to other drivers, especially new drivers, the etiquette and how things work. And You've just got to keep the luck of the game, haven't you? I mean, yeah, yeah. The very same person I told you about taking the person from the queue, his dad is also a taxi driver and his mentality was the absolute opposite and perfect. Just one job at a time, take whoever you get. Yep. Don't put no thought yep. into it. At the end of the day, I don't know if you've ever done this little experiment. We've done it a few times back in the day. You could all work eight hours and you'll meet up at the end of the day and you'd be within 10 pounds of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all it like there or thereabouts. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how well you start, but at the end of your 10 hour shift or 12 hour shift, you're more than likely. Unless you be. had one little, one of you might have had the, the lucky fare. Yeah. But in general, fares wise, you're all in roughly about the same money per yeah. hour, per day. Yeah. I've always, see, I've always just done my hours and gone. You know, that some yeah. people have a, a monetary figure that they want to get. That's interesting. Could, uh, yeah. well, I just, because I don't get that. I'm like, well, it could. How long's a piece of string? How do you know how long it's going to take? You could yeah. be a slow day. So for me, is that the only I've, system you've done? Because I've done them all. Pretty much, my hours are my hours. Yeah. If I say I'm going at twelve, I'm going to finish at nine. Let's say, for example, right? Unless it's extremely ridiculously busy out there, I'll stay out. Yeah. But what I have noticed since COVID, because I wasn't doing the hours I used to do pre when I first got out, I was hungry. Yeah, let's go out and do twelve-hour shifts, right? You ain't got the stamina. I ain't got the stamina. If mm. I start at ten in the morning now, six o'clock, I'm thinking, what time am I going to go? Yeah. Six o'clock in the evening. Yeah, I'm yeah. ten. Yeah. Ten, eleven. I'm I'm feeling tired because I've changed the way I work though during yeah. COVID because I had them private jobs. I was yeah. home by four every day. Yeah, I was. That's just last changed night. me a little bit. Do you yeah, know what I mean? The meter went on. My meter went on to rate three last night, and it was like, well, I ain't been out on rate three in a while. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just. But that's but, also could be because people are maybe. Because it is busy at the minute, let's not lie, it's busy. Yeah. Maybe people are earning quicker and they can what go is, home earlier. What and is then, the night shift like at the moment? I haven't been the latest, the latest I've worked uh, since COVID is about 10. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it got to a point the other night at two o'clock in the morning where wow. I had to turn my light off and shut my windows yeah. just to, because you were batting people away. You know, we're sitting yeah. at Piccadilly trying to that go That is like the, the old days. That's and, my days. Yeah. And they're like, please, will you just take me? I'll give you extra. Yeah. Like, I cannot drive. Now, if I drive yeah. you 30 minutes west, it's another 30 minutes 
back to here and I've still got to drive home. Yeah. I can't physically do it. And I've yeah. made that mistake before. Left my, like thinking about going home one in the morning, left my light on around if Shoreditch Bok about, Park yeah. and hands go, I thought I'll take this one. They've standing at the bus stop going east on Bethnal Green Road. I'm go Putney. Putney yeah. Ice Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the worst. <laughs> and I don't want to turn them down and I've took them all the way back and I've got... And Did you feel like saying to them, why are you standing on this bus stop? <laughs> yeah, why are you a little bit. Yeah, why are you yeah. Yeah. We're all guilty of it, but if you're thinking about driving home, you've got to turn your light off. I've only re- I've refused one job ever. It was Blackfriars about a year into when I got out. It's about two in the morning, so I was contemplating. I'd been driving to other. He wanted to go to Brighton. And oh, was, but you could technically oh, refuse that. that so. No, no, no. But I didn't want to. So what I did was I went on that UCG up. That's yeah. another good thing it's for. Yeah. And I, I said, give me your number to the customer. Give me his number. I put his number on there. Um, I sent a DM. Took his number, sent him where he wanted to go, and some driver replied, said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I waited with him. The driver oh, gave well. me a tenner drink for saying thank you, and he took him home to Brighton. Yeah. So that's Perfect. another thing for UCG yeah. up. That's good. Yeah, that you must be a, a driver of... lives in Brighton or down in well, Brighton or whatever. Must live that way, yeah. yeah. I can't remember where he lived, didn't ask him, but yeah, I, I just think that intelligent enough to realise. You've got to know when you've had enough. I've had enough. Listen, we're going to have to finish. We've done yeah, an hour yeah. and 20 minutes. Before.